Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, the world's top fitness, health, and entertainment podcast, we answer fitness and health questions asked by listeners just like you. Yeah. Now, the way we open the episode is we talk about current events. We have some fun dialogue. Sometimes we mention our sponsors. So I'm going to give you a full breakdown of the entire episode. Now, before we got into the questions, we did a 37-minute introductory portion. We start out by talking about my hair, how good it looks right now. Haven't had a haircut in months. Yeah, the Pat Riley of podcasts. But I I seem to have made it look better, or at least you guys are maybe lying to me. Who knows? Uh, Justin talks about the scary stuff that happened in his quiet neighborhood in the Santa Cruz Mountain area. Uh, our our you know our thoughts go out to the people affected by that really really scary stuff. Yeah, strange times. Man. Which led us to talk about anxiety. I think we're all feeling a lot of anxiety lately. Um, one of the most effective natural over the counter products I've ever used to help with anxiety is full spectrum hemp oil extract. That is powerful. You need to have a good dose of these cannabinoids, including CBD, to really feel their effects. Now, our favorite company is Ned. Their product, full spectrum. It's not filtered where they take out the terpenes. They take out all the other compounds. It's full spectrum. You take a good dose. Give it about 45 minutes to an hour. You will feel a difference. I literally feel my anxiety, my physical anxiety, start to melt away with this product. This is the reason why Ned is uh, one of the, the has one of the best reputations in the clouded market of uh, CBD products. Um, so anyway, you have a Mind Pump discount just because you listen to our podcast. If you go to helloned.com, that's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash Mind Pump, enter the code Mind Pump, you'll get 15% off your first order. And they also have a subscription service, so you can save some money by having them deliver it directly to you all the time. Then we talked about sleep, the importance of sleep, how that helps you stay sharp mentally, how it helps you maintain your emotions. And there's lots of things you can do to get better sleep. Of course, turning off the lights two hours before you go to sleep, not watching or listening to anything stressful right before bed. And you can also use supplements. One of our favorites is Gold Juice by Organifi. It contains anti-inflammatory natural compounds and compounds known to relax the body. I like to mix mine with warm almond milk right before bed. It's really, really delicious. I notice less inflammation and I get a better night's sleep. Now, Organifi makes lots of organic products and supplements. We like them. They have a lot of integrity. The products actually work. If you go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump and use the code Mind Pump, you'll get 20% off. Then we talked about the controversy surrounding CrossFit. Uh, I th- We think this may be the last straw um, Greg Glassman said some real insensitive stuff, and everybody jumped ship. Yikes. Kind of crazy. Then I talked about an article that was posted by Forbes, and now we just realized got redacted. A Norway scientist apparently says he has evidence that the coronavirus was 
made in the laboratory. Uh-oh. Hmm. Then we talked about how um, I had somebody do an ultrasound on my wife because we got a baby coming, and we don't want to know the sex, but I'm guessing it might be a boy. Listen to the episode to find out why. Then Justin brought up a conspiracy theory around surrounding uh, Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Yeah. This one's so crazy, it might be true. I'm probably the last one who's heard about it. Then we got into the questions. Here's the first one. Uh, this person wants to know, look, in terms of building muscle, is it possible to hit your protein goals but then have bad results because your calories are too low? So is, it, is are calories still important even though my protein is at the right amount? The next question, this person wants to know if you can combine our on-sale MAPS HIT program with MAPS Anabolic. Those are both workout programs. MAPS hits on sales 50% off this month. That's why he's asking this question. It's excellent for fat loss. A lot of you might be getting the program thinking you can combine it with other MAPS programs. Listen to that part of the episode to find out how or if it's the right thing for you. The next question, this person is doing full body workouts every week, three of them, and wants to know, what can I do to build my lats? What are some of the best exercises just for the lats? So we give our favorites. And then the final question, this person wants to know if posture correcting devices work. Are they work worth their value? Do they actually help with posture or do they make things worse? Also, you heard me mention earlier that MAPS HIT is on sale. It's actually 50% off. I think it's like 53 bucks for the full program. Now, HIT stands for High Intensity Interval Training. This program was designed specifically to burn the most amount of body fat in the shortest period of time. Now, it is advanced. It is something you should you can only do, really, if you've got some experience, but it is extremely effective. Of course, we put it on sale because we're in the summer. A lot of people are interested in short-term, fast, fat loss. Remember, the program is complete with everything. Workout blueprints, you've got demos of the exercises by people showing you how to do them right. There's a recovery portion. They're called flow sessions to help you prevent injury and keep your body moving well because HIT is intense. It's all done with weights. So this program will not make you lose muscle like other HIT programs. Here's how you get the 50% off. Go to mapshit.com. That's M-A-P-S-H-I-I-T.com and use the code HIT50. That's H-I-I-T-5-0 without a space for the discount. Get ready to hit that shit, everybody. T-shirt time! And it's t-shirt time. Ah, shit, Doug. You know this is still my favorite time of the week. Yes, it is. Holy cow. Yeah, we have hot. Four winners this week for Apple Podcasts, two winners for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are CB the G, Heather Oliver, ManderMay32, Gmail3R. And for Facebook, we have Ian Hunter and Alex Quintanilla. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Who is the guy that you guys said my hair reminds you of? He used to be the coach for the Bulls. Pat Riley. There you go. You look like Pat Riley. Yeah. Yeah, either like Pat Riley or or even uh, Al Pacino in like uh, Goodfellas or uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Are you guys just trying to make me feel like really happy right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So You you need a business suit. So the the, the haircut. And I feel like he's going to sell us something. Yeah. What are you going to sell us? Huh? Huh? No, no, no. Start slinging those mass programs. The of Silicon Valley. Yeah, steak knives. (laughs) The, uh, the, the, The haircut places... Uh, or at least the one I go to. Supercuts. Um, you might have heard of them. You could say it. You might have heard of them. They're called Supercuts. 
they real uh, reasonable prices. We are not sponsored by really, them. really. No, we're not. <laughs> I know. Why haven't they called me yet? Yeah. Probably because yeah. they're like, eh. Like, you know, when you walk out, they're like sick fade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I told you about my lady over there, the one with the two eyes that don't operate yeah, together. You're blind in one, can't see in the other. No, it's their. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just work independently. You know, oh, yeah. but anyway, she um uh, or whatever. I haven't been able to go. My favorite place is closed down or whatever. So this is what I did, right? So my beard was just getting because I made a pact. I said I am not trimming my beard until Supercuts opens up. Well, <laughs> you know, it came time to, you know, it's gotten it got real bad, right? Yeah, you're Jessica, kind of a woolly mammoth. And Jessica's cool, you know. She says nice things to me all the time, and so she's like, hey. What do you think about your beard? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What do I think what about it? What do you think it? about what's going on I'm there? like, do you like it? Like, what's the deal? She's like, I always like the way you look. And I knew that, that she was going to follow it up with, you know, yeah. you know, something else. She's like, but- I, she's like, I always like the way you look. It's just different. It's a mm. different look. So I'm like, all right, dude, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to trim the beard, different. and then I'm going to try to clean up whatever I feel confident in cleaning up. So I did a little bit of the sideburn trim, yeah. and then I just slicked everything back, and I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy with the results. Katrina's convinced I'm mad at her because I'm leaving the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I've already said I don't like it. Is there a reason why you're leaving it? <laughs> yeah. It's a handsome mustache. I'm just feeling it right now, you know? Yeah. I'm almost over it, though. How yeah. how often do you, uh, do you does it catch on fire when you try to land a joint? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, at least a once a week thing that does happens. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. If I, by a tight, like right now, it's not trimmed out. Yeah. So it's a little out of control. Uh, so yeah, if I go to light a joint, it definitely catches it. I'd get way too much Parmesan cheese in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, so, I just can't, I couldn't so pull it off. Dude, That's I the, had, uh, I had pizza, uh, the other day. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, Wait, I just, I have Without a, cheese? Cause you're not a no, cheese guy. No, I can't do cheese. I love cheese, by the way. Let yeah. me be clear right now. Is it right pizza now. if it doesn't have cheese? I know. Is it like it's not pizza? Like yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You can't call First of all, pizza without raise cheese. your hand if your parents are born in <laughs> that's Italy. Like, hey, that's like a. Oh, <laughs> looks like it's hand. just me. Yeah. That's like saying you had a hot dog without the hot dog. You know what I'm saying? That's it's the, just no. a bun at that point. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's no. a wiener. Cheese doesn't make a pizza pizza. Really? No. So pizza, they have vital component. They uh, have I st- styles of pizza in Italy that don't have cheese, where they'll they'll just put marinara. They'll put olive oil. They'll put olives or anchovies. There's lots of different types of pizzas in Italy. It's like a good start. It's like a flatbread, uh, you know, with with stuff. No, dude. Anyway, so I had a pizza without cheese because you know fake pizza. So <laughs> keep going, keep going. In Santana Row, they they opened up uh, some of the restaurants. So they uh, Pizza Antica opened up their balcony or whatever. All so right. I went there with Jessica, and I got myself a pizza with just sauce, olive oil. Uh, anchovies. Uh, I had um, olives, salami, and uh, I think that was it. It was really good. So you wow. had an appetizer. It yeah, was. It was nice. You had some bread. No man, that's what really... they serve you at the restaurants. Nice. Isn't it nice? I went to two restaurants this weekend as well. Like one of our favorites, this Mexican place, and also uh, I, I took my wife to the the Crow's Nest, which is another one of our favorites. But it's it was weird. It's like you you have to wear the mask, you do all this stuff, but then once you get in there, everybody takes it off. And we're sitting there, and it's like, why did we just do that to come in and then take? <laughs> this, uh, this is such weird pageantry uh, to me. I, I was trying to talk to the people sitting around us, and they weren't having it. I was like, what's wrong with you guys? Aren't you happy to be around people? Right. And I was like, hey, how's your food over there? And they're like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. and went back to eating their food. It's like, mm. yeah, a guy like takes like a you know a spray of like Clorox or whatever. No. What they were doing is uh, every table afterwards, they were cleaning, but with disinfectant. Everybody had masks on. 
Everything was separated by a certain amount of distance, and then the inside of the restaurant isn't able to be open. In Santa Clara, mm. uh, I think whatever phase we're in, uh, the inside uh, is not available. Then I ran into one of my friends who – oh, I ran into two people. I ran into Ev. Uh, oh, you saw Ev? Yeah, dude. I love him. He's like the most positive, happy, loving kind of person. Yeah, Great no, guy. No, no. Then I ran into my other friend who owns um, some restaurants. I don't know if I should say the names of the restaurants, but it's a restaurant all of us have been to. They make really, really good food. It's not fast food, but it's not really like sit-down food, but it's it's good. Mm. So I saw him. I haven't seen him in a long time. I used to train this guy back in the day. Like, No joke, probably 20 years ago, he was a client of mine when we were kids or whatever. And I loosely keep in contact through, through social media, but really haven't talked to the guy in a long time. And when I saw him, first thing that came to my mind was, holy shit, you look old with all your gray hair. And then, of course, that means that I look old because yeah. we're the same age. So yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I must be the same way. But the second thing is I asked him about his restaurants. I said, how did you guys do yeah. during this shutdown? Well, because his restaurants aren't really big on the sit-down environment. So many people already order anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, dude, he goes- Just fine. No, he said, they're crushing. Yeah, see, that's what I told- I was just having this conversation that, you know, there's a lot of people who were still not privy to like Uber Eats and DoorDash and, you know, Grubhub and all these like delivery places that were forced to do that. And I almost feel like they're they're eating out consumption. I I mean, I would- My eating out consumption has been higher than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Just being cooped up at home- you know, uh, uh, like our like eating out is a feeling of almost like we're doing something out yeah, even though we're yeah, not. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so I found ourselves eating out more than we would normally eat out. So I, I can't be alone on that. And there's got to be a large percentage of people that were had never ordered delivery before mm-hmm. that are probably now using. Yeah, that. it makes me wonder the restaurants that didn't immediately start doing that delivery and like like transition to that. I just I can't. Like, Did they not all? No, because there was a few restaurants in my area that like it took them a long. Once they saw that they were going to extend it even further, they're like, "Oh, I guess we have to do it." Now I'm like, "Why didn't you do that from the beginning?" I don't understand. Yeah, well, he's because his business isn't like they don't have large footprints, so it's not like they have a big dining area to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that part worked in their favor. Then he he could reduce some of his staff because he doesn't necessarily need anybody manning the tables, the little bit of tables they have. Yeah. So he says they crushed. And he's he's starting to he's looking to open up. I think like five more locations. What? Anyway, yeah, it made me feel. Dude, that's great. It made me feel good because yeah. I know he's a hardworking guy. He's a his parents are immigrants. They they also are very successful, mm-hmm. and so it made me really happy to hear that story. But it was great to run into people. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're out and you forget how awesome you know that is to kind of run into people you haven't seen in a little while. So it was really nice. Really well, nice you thing. shared a positive story. Justin, you got to share the Santa Cruz Oof. thing that went down. That wow. was crazy. You said that. And I don't know if you guys watched it. I, you know, after you sent it, I went and watched like the full like uh, phone video. Did you guys watch that? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I watched the, f- someone videoed like the whole process of it going down. Yeah. When they caught him. Yeah. And, yeah. The residents actually were able to pin him down and hold him uh, for the cops to, to then uh, detain him. So but, what happened? So like uh, we didn't know what was going on. There was, there was, hundreds of cop cars that were like going through the the valley. It's a pretty small community. So it's like, we know, you know, what's going on. Like if there's a gunshot, even like, uh, I don't know, a couple miles, like everybody hears it, you know? And like, we all know what's going on. And 
um, it it was just getting crazy. There was just like siren after siren after siren, and then we started sharing information back and forth with people, and then it got out, and we were listening. Actually, Courtney has like I don't know if it's like available to like the public or not, but you can listen to like the uh, the radio. Oh, like police chatter. Yeah, you can yeah. Li- you can listen to that. So I know we- those are legal. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> no, they're not. I'm like allegedly. No, they're uh, not. They're yeah. not. <laughs> scared to That's shit. That's like the word you use every time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't get in trouble. Uh, but yeah, so we we were listening to that. I'm like, do you really want to listen to this right now? I was like, we're we're trying to be chill and like outside, you know, on the deck and like kind of doing our thing. And we just kept listening, and we heard like uh, you know there was gunfire. Like one of the one of the uh, the sheriffs there got shot in the chest, and then um, and then like they were trying to get a chopper in to like airlift, and then you know they were getting more people coming in. Then there was like a bomb uh, vehicle, like an armored vehicle that they were bringing up to kind of like uh, you know address like the problem that was going on. And so I guess there was this guy. Uh, with a, I don't, there's multiple guys, and, and the, the information on this is still kind of coming out. But the one they definitely detain, like like the the one guy responsible for it, who um, it had like a, this AK, uh, not AK, it was a uh, assault rifle. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, AR-15, um, uh, amongst a bunch of pipe bombs. So they they found this van that was suspicious van. Uh, at first, and so they kind of called it in, and then there was a carjacking, and so he he like took over this other car, was trying to take off with it, and then had a gunfight with the the sheriffs, and uh, had shot, and actually had killed one of the uh, the sheriffs. So, oh man, yeah, it was it was like a, a real tragedy, and both of them uh, were local. Um, the, the guy, the attacker, actually, he, they, we found out later that was, was part of the air force was a sergeant in the air force at Travis. What is going on? Yeah. They don't know what the motive is. They don't know what the motive is, is yet, but like had all these pipe bombs, a couple of them went off. We could hear it, uh, just echo throughout the valley. Um, and it was scary, man. It was, it was, it was just like total total chaos and every, and we were just everybody around that area i know personally like a lot of families like real close to where they were and like where he um ha- had even um taken hostage somebody in their house and was at the residence and was like you know fighting off the cops so it was like super wow. intense now how, do, how does family handle this your family like is, is wifey like all anxious and everything from something like that? i mean what is that like at your house when when shit's going on that quick close to you guys yeah so we i mean she's yeah she was she was kind of freaking out a little bit that's why i was like i don't know if we should be listening to all this and wait till the facts come out and just kind of hunker down and stay here uh, but uh, yeah, we were like starting to get the jitters, and then didn't didn't realize like everything like didn't know how serious it was until later, and when all the news started to come out. Uh, but what, what's really sad is is uh, hit the wife of of the the sheriff that died. Um, Courtney actually knew and had had trained a bit at her hospital and was a nurse, and uh, and she's pregnant and has you know a young you know toddler as well. Uh, and I actually met the the officer when we were at a, a restaurant one time oh, too, wow. and I, we we kind of traced it back to that. Wow. And I'm just like, oh my god, like these are these are people in our community, and and I have no idea what this guy's motive was, but I just I can't fucking I can't even fathom like what was going through their head to like bring all of this like hatred and, and mayhem and, and nonsense like to to just totally uh you know ruin somebody's life. It sounds like some they just snapped. Yeah. Sounds like somebody lost their lost their marbles. It, you, that's such a peaceful neighborhood too. Very peaceful. You guys right. never have any violence or anything. No, like that. it was yeah, it was big news. I mean, the last time it was like 
man, well over 20 years. Uh, Michael Gray was was the other example of that, and we have like a whole memorial field for him and everything. So I just picture you and wifey like having a Moscow mule and like <laughs> dumping your net in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> over time. Yeah. I don't know if I told you guys, I've upped my dosage quite a bit, uh, uh, you know, from like 15 to 30 milligrams and like in the morning and at night. And like even me, and I'm not even that of anxious of a person. I think it's just like, the accumulation of, of, you know, just the energy of the state of the world. And just, it, it, it came into my little community now, yeah. you know, it's like, it was, it was somewhat on the peripheral, like, and I, and I was like paying attention uh, to everything going on in the world and black lives matter and all this, you know, stuff going on. And um, it was just like, now it's like closing in, closing in, closing in. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah, But they don't know what this guy's motives were. Right. No, they still don't know. Yeah, I bought the the highest dosage of Ned now. So now that I went from the the, the fifteen hundred milligram, the fifteen hundred milligram one, because what something that I found for myself is that it, this is true for everybody. When you're anxious or fearful, um, you you start to behave in ways that are that later on you may be looking back and saying, "Wow, that wasn't very logical," or you know, you acted out of fear. So one thing that I noticed for myself is if I can get the physical feelings of anxiety to come down then I can behave in ways that are much more uh, productive, uh, you know, caring, uh, yeah. logical. And so I have. I've been taking the higher dose, and, you know, it takes about an hour to kick in. Once I feel it and I feel my body settle down, I'm able to get my mind to start – because you get this feedback loop, right? So if you're anxious about something, then your body responds, your physical body responds to the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is because your physical – let's say your heartbeat – speeds up, which is a common symptom of anxiety. You start to feel your heart rate. Mm -hmm. That heart rate speeding up sends a signal to your mind that says, we are anxious. Yeah. We need to be anxious. Then the mind becomes more anxious, which then speeds up the heart even more. It's even more. They get tightness and literally, like chest. And, oh. Literally, a panic attack is yeah. literally a feedback loop. Yeah. Not now. I don't. I've never had a panic attack, so that's not you know. That's. But I'm just saying that that's what a, a feedback loop that goes out of control can feel like. So, handling the physical symptoms mm -hmm. um, can help. And so, I, like I said, I bought the 1500 milligram bottle, and I'm 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 using that one now. Didn't yeah. Didn't you say you pair yours with the gold juice too? Aren't you doing them both together? So the gold juice, I'll use use before bed um and i just it just uh, it's it, it just definitely relaxing i definitely get better sleep uh when i take the gold juice and i drink it warm with uh with almond milk it tastes really good obviously it tastes bomb and i just i sleep so much better good sleep is such an important part of, of maintaining um a healthy physical and mental, mental state. health, yes. Very, very important. You know, there's studies on people where they'll 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 <clears throat> deprive people of good sleep, and not even that much. They don't even tell people to not go to sleep. They'll just take them from you know normal good sleep and have them sleep you know four or five hours a night. And after about three or four nights, you see the 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 results start to look pretty crazy. You start yeah. to see mental illness go up. You start to see anxiety go up. You start to see hormones mm. get thrown off. So uh, sleep is super. Yeah. Anything you can do to address any kind of like mental health right now is so vital. Well, we all prepare for workouts. Yeah. You know, I think about my Definitely. workout, what I'm going to do, what the intention is. I drink my pre-workout. I do my 10-minute priming. We do none of that for sleep. Mm -hmm. We just expect to hit the pillow and and get great sleep right right away. Um, it doesn't work for a lot of people. You got to kind of prep for it. You pair that with what I'm doing, which is I've just I removed myself from social this last week, dude. That's just, the move. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, to me, like I mean, we could talk all day about the the benefits of you know uh, CBD and the and the benefits of using like something like gold juice, but 
you know, if you're still sitting there and you're going through this like cesspool of shit that is all over social media and getting into it with people back and forth, it's like, I don't care how much stuff you take to try and relax your mind and calm your state and go to bed. Like you're going to be battling that. So I think the first step is to, to remove yourself from those types of conversations before you go to bed, like at mm-hmm. least an mm-hmm. hour or two. That's not a bad point. Definitely. So it's like trying to go to sleep after you have an argument with your spouse. Right. It's like, impossible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as great as, as bomb as all those things are, it's like good luck even with all those, those my, supplements. My phone doesn't even make its way in my room. Like it, I've left it out in the living room. It charges there every night. I've been doing this for the last few months and that's been a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's social media. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone or anything. It's impossible to be useful to anybody if you yourself aren't being taken care of, uh, if you're not healthy, if you're too stressed or whatever. And I do think it's uh, – talk to anybody who you know maybe went camping and had no service. Ask, ask them how they feel after three days of, yeah. of no you know, uh, technology. And nine out of ten times, they'll tell you they feel better. Like rejuvenated. Yeah, isn't that weird? I, know. I do think we need to fast from uh, from technology, like we need to fast from other things. You know, I think yeah. today that's become more of a practice. Oh, I'm going to be doing it more and more now for sure. Yeah, I, one thing though that I have been waiting to talk to both of you about this morning is we have to discuss CrossFit. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! So first of all, that's the last. I feel like the they're the last straw. Okay, so here's the thing though, like, uh, and I I don't know. This is. Uh, me being ignorant, I guess I, I, I have not, I, or maybe I'm not getting all the information mm-hmm. because, uh, I know Glassman posted something that said Floyd 19 mm-hmm. referencing George Floyd and then the pandemic right together. Mm. But, and then, and now Reebok is pulling from them. Rogue is pulling from them. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned another brand is pulling from them. I, I I don't understand what the I, what was his point of the statement? What's his point of, of making that? And so, I, don't know, I don't know, but it's like the response is that it's super super insensitive. Yeah. So here's what I did. I I, I did a little bit of looking into it. So uh, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, right? So this is a uh, an organization that came up with the models for COVID or whatever, and they did a post that said racism is a public health issue. Okay. Glassman responds, this is all he said. This was his tweet. Just Floyd 19. It's Floyd 19, which obviously very insensitive. Um, now, at later, he responded because he got a lot. I mean, it blew up. Mm-hmm. He like uh, CrossFit athletes and organiz- in, in parts of CrossFit that have a lot of you know, followers, or whatever, immediately oh, this is a mass exodus. Immediately, you know, denounced him and said they're leaving CrossFit and all this other stuff. And he came back and said, you guys, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he said, you guys came up with these, these crazy models and now you're, you're, you're using this. It was something along those lines. It was, it was insensitive. Now they're saying it was racist. Um, you know, I don't, as far as I can tell, it just seems extremely insensitive. seems well, like he's being very insensitive. I don't get what it means. That's, that's Like, I, like I, COVID-19, Floyd, no, he's, he's trying to say... Yeah, what, what's he trying you, to say? That's what I don't get. I think he's trying to say something like, you're using this to either scare people or your models were so wrong before or, you know, th- this is a narrative or, I mean, I'm speculating, right? Okay. I'm speculating on it, but he they got he got hammered. Big time. I mean, Reebok, gone. Uh, Rogue, gone. Those mm-hmm. are two major oh, brands. Rogue, it was so tied to, to CrossFit that they were almost like, like they, you couldn't say one without the other. 
Reebok was a huge sponsor. You know? all, all the athletes too. I mean, all that the competing athletes are like, you know, we're done. So I just saw that across the board. Yeah, Rich Froning came out and said something about it, and said, yeah. he, "So, what's your thoughts? Is it is this the beginning of the end for CrossFit? I Where think they guys? were already on a downhill. Yeah, they were already on. This it's is sort like of the straw that it's broke like push back. push what's falling. Yeah, you know, they were already on the downswing. In the U.S., the locations were flat. Um, the 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 you know we've been speaking out on some of the programming for a long time. A lot of people have been trying to you know change that. Um, their reputation was a little a little crass. There's other instances of their of their kind of the crass uh, reputation. It's very decentralized. A lot of people don't know that. Like CrossFit is not uh, you know a, a private company that owns and controls. They're like licensing, right? You get to use the name and the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had this shutdown that hurt the hurt the whole fitness industry yeah. very very hard. Like gyms are typically the last ones allowed to open. And then they're allowed to open, but with really, really strict regulations. We've talked about this many times on the podcast, and a lot of models just don't work. CrossFit boxes, the average CrossFit box is not very profitable. The average CrossFit box typically is owned, and this is from talking to lots of people who own these boxes, the average box is owned by somebody who just loves working out. They don't make a ton of money, but they love mm-hmm. the gym. They love working out. So now, and they don't they don't make much. The profit margins are small shut down, hammered them. Now this, uh, how many of them are going to even want the name? You oh know? yeah. I, I see a lot of gym owners changing, uh, yeah, the name and, and like, like taking themselves out of the affiliation of CrossFit. So I don't see CrossFit going away from this. I just think they're going to become the LARPing of fitness. <laughs> they're yeah. going to become small, like a small community. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, it'll still, I mean, LARPing still happens. Huzzah. Yeah. People yeah. still do all that stuff. Dude, you know? I don't how, think it'll go away completely. How funny. So the fitness space is interesting, right? This is such a, um, a, a cycle. Yeah. Where you see a something enter into the fitness space, explode, influence the fitness space, and then disappear almost as fast as it exploded. Yeah. You guys remember Curves? Yeah, you know, they're all fads. Curves blew up to the point where- We'll see the same thing with Orange Theory. Probably. Of course. Yeah, yeah probably. Course we'll see the same thing. The reason why is because it's not the answer. Yeah. yeah. That's what the, the problem when when something it's appealing to the motivation, it's, the intensity, it's entertaining, that, and yeah, it fills some need, but it's not like what they need. Yeah, I, I think you know they'll, they'll both of them will have a a place in in exercise and fitness, but when something explodes to the the level that like CrossFit exploded, and even what we're seeing with with Orange Theory, and then the messaging becomes like it's it's like it's the best way to yeah. work out. Like eventually people figure that out, you know, at first, a lot of the average consumer doesn't know better is kind of duped into believing that yeah. or, oh, I've got a friend mm-hmm. who looks amazing. And so they, and they're doing CrossFit or they're doing Orange Theory. It must be the way. Yeah. But, you know, eventually that, that stuff all comes full circle and then it levels up. Well, the question will be, you know, will something like this, like really like just destroy it completely or will it just kind of, you'll see a lot of these businesses because of COVID fall off anyways and then rebranding coming out well later. if reebok leaves yeah. them where does that leave the games right which was one a huge way of, of yeah is espn still in because probably were, not yeah, probably right not. if those two brands dropped them um i would assume that they are probably not Re- who nobody wants to be associated with anything that's you know any, anywhere near that type of controversy right now right. understandably right yeah. so that's probably going to hurt them combine that with the shutdown which already hurt these crossfit boxes i don't see how they're going to 
come in, you know, come so close to surviving. Some, some of the speculation in our forum is that the uh, company like Rogue, who is like the main distributor for all the equipment for most CrossFit boxes, and then, of course, the CrossFit games, is going to help rebrand it. So because it is something that you could easily just rename it or call it something else, change a few things on it, but then keep the concept and the modality still going, but rebrand. Again, historically, let's look at fitness explosions and falls historically. I brought up curves. Let's use that for a second. When I was was training and managing gyms, at the time, it was 24-Hour Fitness. It was the largest gym, private gym uh, in the world. At the time, I think we had... 170 or 200 locations. This is, you know, before they went up to 400 or 500 or whatever. But they were massive. They were growing fast. Out of nowhere comes this new company called Curves. And what Curves was, was it was pneumatic equipment. So this is all powered by air. So the harder you push, the harder it resists. So there's no plate loaded. There's no weights. Inexpensive. They'd put them in a circle and you would do a circuit. You'd go from machine to machine to machine and the and the big difference was that they that they marketed to first time women. It was like non intimidating, come work out. Right. It's women only. They exploded. Now here's what happens in the fitness space when something blows up. And let me tell you, cur- curves went from zero locations to like 500 in a very short period of time. They blew up very very quickly. They were the number one franchise in the country for a while. It was crazy. But here's what happened. They influenced all the other fitness brands. So all of a sudden, 24 Fitness put circuits. And do you guys remember that? They'd yeah. have little circuits mm-hmm. in there. Gyms started doing that. They started to try to market more to first-time women. So they influenced the fitness Well, this space. is what's happened with CrossFit. Exactly. It, look at, if you go into a, I mean, our, our gym locally where we all work out at, if you go inside there now, I mean, you've got all this CrossFit type of equipment set up for people, which yep. wasn't like that. And you even see the 24-hour fitnesses with all the grassy area where you could do tire flips platforms and carries and, and platforms. So, rubber plates. Yeah, a lot of the big boxes have now adapted to accommodate people that like that modality of training. Exactly. Yep. So it's exactly, it's it's following the same cycle that we've seen with so many, fit, look at look at kettlebell training, how that influenced gyms. Yep. And now that kind of, you know, is, is relegated to to a smaller community. Same thing now with CrossFit. We've seen the explosion. It influenced the space. Nobody was squatting. Nobody was deadlifting. Nobody was doing Olympic lifting. There were no bumper plates or platforms. There was no grassy areas in gyms. They started to adopt that. The CrossFit brand itself came up, flatlined yeah. a little bit, and probably going to come down. So now, okay, so now if you're Greg Glassman, uh, do you like you step give down? A sh- you don't give a shit. You're rich already. Yeah, but I mean, do you step, like, in order to try and salvage the brand, do you step down and, and be like, well, I'm stepping down, and then we're going to bring this person in, and it's going to be a different If he thing, wants or- to save the brand, that's probably, but he already did an apology. He put out a big apology, and-, and- I don't see him do, I don't, you, he did a big old apology? He did. Yeah, but I heard it was like a weak-ass apology, no, though. No, no, well, I could I could find it if you want, but yeah, it, was, it was a legit- Find it, I heard it was weak, that's, it, what, that's what I heard, it, why he considered to get, why they're, they're still getting backlashes, because his apology was pretty soft. I mean, I could read it. I mean, and- I mean- Glassman's a bit of a, a trailblazer himself, so I don't see him. Yeah, I don't see him sort of like bowing away either, from whatever he, he tends said. to be. Either do I. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Maybe we'll get him on the show now. Yeah, yeah. he says. Uh, he says it. Um, this was this was on his uh, Twitter. He says, "I CrossFit headquarters and the CrossFit community will not stand for racism. I made a mistake by the words I chose yesterday. My heart is deeply saddened by the pain it caused. It was a mistake, not racist, but a mistake." So um, that was his apology. 
That's what mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean, again, I saw the stuff. I, I, you know, I don't know if you could call it outright racist. I think the more accurate thing to say would be it'd be very insensitive. Mm-hmm. But with the way things are right now, um, I mean, you know, that's I don't know. Timing was uh, terrible. Yeah, and of course, brands are jumping. And look, you know, this is all voluntary stuff. You know, brands pull from people saying doing the wrong stuff. Yeah. I got nothing, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I think you're right, Justin. I think stepping down might be the smart thing to do because will they be okay with him? They've already lost. I don't yeah. think he will, though. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think he will? I don't know, dude. Well, I mean, he's lost so many uh, different gyms around athletes. Like it's, I mean, it was a mass exodus. I mean, yeah. what else is he going to do? Dude, uh, let's talk about something that for some reason nobody talks about anymore. What literally a few weeks ago was all everybody ever talked about, coronavirus. Did you guys see that article oh, in Forbes magazine? Yeah. That got redacted? Uh, well, I don't know. I saw no, I can you can pull it up. No, only you. Justin can't pull it up. I can't pull it up. That's weird. Yes. That they is claims really... that it's for sure man-made. Well, right? there was a, a Norway scientist who who says that it was uh, a man, that he has evidence that it was made in a laboratory. Mm. Oh, you're right. Look at that. It says it's no no longer active. Dude, oh, so yeah, this you... was posted on Forbes, which is really interesting. That, dude, that's a reputable source. Dude, tell me your your conspiracy theory cackles don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't Come on. shake yeah, yeah. every time they do something like well, that. Well, I mean, I was talking to courtney a little bit about because she's you know gone through different like types of covid type of uh, disease or uh, uh, viruses out there that have come through you know like and they've treated and this is nothing like like any of those before well what it says it, what this the scientist says is that he looked at the the basically the way it's it's constructed or the way it's made and he says that there's parts of it that that he thinks clearly show that it was made in the lab hmm. He thinks it was a because uh, oftentimes when scientists are studying a virus, they'll engineer it to make it more virulent so it's easier for them to study. So yeah. this is not a practice. This is not a new practice. They've done this for a while. So they'll right. take a virus in order to study it easier. They got to make it so that it's more virulent, so that when they infect animals or you know whatever, they could see how it works. He says he found clear evidence of that. He thinks that in that at the Wuhan laboratory that they did engineer this virus and that it, it accidentally escaped yeah and that now china's trying to hide it because they don't want to have any you know responsibility I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because uh, what else they were saying in there is that it was like already like super uh ready to be adapted by humans yeah so he says it looked like it was already through the evolution process of right, being like very it, virulent and it wasn't like and it's not like mutating like a normal virus would like you know uh, over time so uh, what see. are we seeing right now is it are we seeing a, a major spike i would think with all the all the protesting and the riots and everybody out now again i would think that we'd see a well, massive spike california is going up right now uh, but that was already happening. That was already happening before all this. California cases seem to be rising, mainly in LA. LA's got a, a lot of stuff going on. But I don't think we're going to see, and, and we are, we are some places starting to see some some spikes in, in cases. Yeah. But remember, there's a two-week incubation period. So it may it may take a few more days or a week before we start to see you know what's happening. Although in Europe, after reopening, they're not seeing spikes in cases and scientists are baffled. They're literally saying we don't understand why we're not seeing more cases. That's again conspiracy theory cackle start to <laughs> start yeah, to shake a yeah, little bit. Man. Like what's what's going on here? Yeah. Super weird. A- anyway, it's just, it's it's kind of crazy, dude. Uh, uh, I told you guys how I did that. Um, Jessica and I did the full anatomy scan. Oh yeah, of the so, baby. Yeah, we we talked about the the 3D look. How I think it's kind of weird and stuff like that. And you we were talking about how you uh, you know we were asking if you were going to wait and find out what the sex was. 
and you said that you didn't, and you're not going to. But you also said that you think that it's a it's a boy. You know the the so the technician does this 3D. Uh, it's like a what do they call it? anatomy scan, right? And they're looking to see if there's all the basic anatomy is all healthy or whatever. So it's a long ultrasound. It's like a 30 minute ultrasound. And we told him uh, specifically beforehand we don't want to know the sex. Mm-hmm. So if you could avoid showing anything on the screen or whatever, that would be awesome. Right. And then don't tell us. And he said, no problem, because we want to wait until the baby's born or whatever. So he did the whole thing. And at the very end, I said, and he gave us a recording of the CD. So if I want, I could probably study the CD and, and I don't know, maybe I can make it out, maybe not. So I said to him, I said, did, did you, can you tell the sex? He goes, oh yeah. He goes, I've been doing this a long time and, and I, w- I was able to tell right away. That makes me wonder if it's a boy because I feel like a boy would be easier <laughs> to, to detect right away, right? Away, right? <laughs> That's yeah. Your th- That's your theory? Yeah, it'd be pretty pronounced, right? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how pronounced it is at that age. He's a DiStefano. Yeah, that's exactly what he's trying to say right now. Yeah. Like, uh, Bada bing! Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty obvious you look good. Like, oh my God, something's wrong with that leg. It's not his third leg There's no there's no mix. foot attached to that leg. Yeah. No, he said he could tell right away. This and, guy, don't you yeah. wish? No, I think. No, look, I don't know, but I think isn't it easier to to detect a boy than a girl? Isn't doesn't that seem logical? I or am I just so. making shit up right now? No, I, I think I think there's something. If you're there. A, if you're an ultrasound technician, DM me and let me know if I'm crazy or not. But the, yeah, but yeah. the way he said it made me think. You know, like oh well, if he was able to tell so quickly, yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be a boy, right? Yeah. I get you, I get dude. You. Going back to the the conspiracy talk, I I heard like a an interesting one and this is like totally left field but uh you've heard of the beatles yeah yeah, yeah? anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so dude like paul mccartney I, I i'm so like out of the loop with this i guess like back in in 1966 like they all had this conspiracy that he died in a car crash and i've heard this and, and they, they replaced like, him with an actor yeah they replaced him and then like there was all of these signs and, and signals through their albums and their covers and like playing it backwards and like all these things alluding to the fact that uh he was no longer he was a replacement and had 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 died uh in that car crash and all this stuff and it's like and of course he comes out later on and is like you know kind of jabs at it and like his paul is is live like he instead of paul is dead like he did a whole thing kind of like jabbing at that whole conspiracy and um like it hasn't died though the, the whole conspiracy is still there because they they tried to like um basically measure uh his features his facial features and things and it didn't line up with with original like what? so his nose uh length and like his his ears like how they were set and like so his facial features actually weren't the same as what? you know original Paul but well, it's like he probably it's probably just growth that's right? the problem with conspiracy theories is that if you if you try hard enough yeah. you, you can find can, something because well dude this is human psychology the human brain is exceptional at connecting dots even if they're not there yeah that's what it does we're literally designed or, or, or evolved to to see patterns yes and so you could totally be like you know when the clouds are like that yeah. you know this happens and then the birds well, I, I'm always trying to put like, you know, uh, barriers in place so I don't get too far down rabbit holes like that because that is one of those things. Like, you know, you'll have a friend that's like the massive chicken little, like the sky's falling conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat. Uh, and it's just like the, that train of thought can, you can really take you down into a, like a dark place. Dude, you want to talk about conspiracies. So you know that Hillary is getting, she has to appear before uh, a court. 
to talk about her missing emails. Remember that whole deal? Yeah, I know. nobody's talking about this. No, it's no. about that or Jeffrey Epstein, right? No, oh, All that stuff like went away. Oh, bro. in that documentary. Yeah, like so we've watched a little bit of that, but we haven't even talked about that. Bro, yet. Prince Andrew is being subpoenaed by the Department of Justice prosecutors to be questioned under oath about his connection to Jeffrey Epstein. So that's happening. Wow. Yes, dude. Th- that's major stuff. Yes, and then somebody else was, uh, I forgot who, um, is going to be talking about, or it has to go before court to talk about uh, the whole Russia thing. You know, they're calling it, what are they calling it, Obamagate or whatever? So there's some crazy political shit that's happening right now that n- is totally not making the first or second page of Google right. because of everything else that's happening. But it's crazy. Yeah. It's actually there's crazy. real shit on all ends, and it's like, yeah, like let's let's keep paying attention, uh, yeah. to, especially to that kind of yeah. stuff, because I want people in power. I'm always like keeping a, a close eye on on all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I feel like we skipped the murder hornet, hornets. I feel like that was they just, came and yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. we skipped that. Like, <laughs> what happened to them? Yeah. Are they still here? A little yeah. insecticide, and they're gone. Yeah, yeah what's I mean? going on there? Yeah, yeah they, they weren't shit. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Josh Core. In terms of building muscle, is it possible to hit or slightly exceed your protein goal of one gram per pound of body weight, but still have lackluster results because your calories are too low? Absolutely. Josh Core is hardcore. This was a lesson that I learned, uh, you know, because I would consider myself in that category of naturally skinny. More like an ectomorph, you know, the, kind of those those, those uh, you know defunct you know somatotypes, right? Ectomorph being the naturally skinny, hard to build muscle person. Then you have a couple other somatotypes, but I fit somewhat in that category. It was hard for me to put on mass. It was hard for me to put on muscle, and I, I felt like I could train and eat like my friends, and it just happened much slower to me. One of the first lessons that I learned uh, on all of this was that calories actually are king. Protein is second. But without calories, uh, it doesn't matter if your protein intake is high. You just don't have enough fuel and energy and yeah, building you need blocks. The building materials. That's right. And so I remember I would I would aim for protein, and it was better than nothing, right? I would aim for protein. It was definitely better than nothing. I take protein powder, this and that. And then at one point, I read this article. Can't remember where I found it, but it talked about how you need to aim for how hard gainers need to aim for something like twenty two calories per pound of body weight. So to give you some context. A 150-pound hard gainer, right, would need to consume, what is that, 3,300 calories. And I remember thinking, like, I think I eat 3,300 calories. Then I started to add things up, and I realized that I wasn't. I was, on average, eating 2,500 calories, sometimes 3,000 calories. Every once in a while, if I pushed it, my calories were above 3,300. So I said, okay, I'm going to aim for... 3,300 calories, or I think it was 3,400 calories for me at the time. And sure as shit, I started to pack on uh, muscle mass. So calories for for gaining size, especially for somebody that has a tough time gaining it, nutritionally speaking, calories number one, protein number two. Well, this is like the question that we got just uh, last week when we were up in Tahoe was the uh, the girl that was trying to build her butt and then was eating enough. She said, I was eating enough protein intake, and then my recommendation was to actually go on a bulk. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of times this happens where I get somebody who's like, man, I'm I'm following like a maps program. I'm I'm training this way, and I'm I'm making sure I'm hitting my protein intake, but I'm just not getting any stronger or building any muscle. And then I ask like where the the calorie intake is, and I'm like, well, when's the last time you actually went on like a bulk and actually tried to increase mm-hmm. calories? So it's very similar. Similar answers. Yeah, go on a go on a bulk for a little bit and increase calories and see what happens. More often than not, if it's not also related to programming, right? So you that's another of thing. Of course, that we're taking that for right. Yeah, we're yeah. assuming that you're following like a maps type of protocol, or you you under you you get the concept of an importance of phasing your programs, and so you're you know doing that already. So I would address that first, right? First, address making sure that uh, you're not like sticking to the exact same program you've been doing for months and months and months on out. Uh, and then the second thing would be to put yourself on a nice little caloric surplus for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and see if what you happens. don't have the, you know, think about it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll create an analogy, right? So you have uh, a bunch of workers, and you have, and you give them building plans, and you order them to build a house. But then you don't provide them with the materials to build the house. You don't give them two by fours. You don't give them nails and screws. You don't give them bricks. You could order them all you want to build you a house, but they don't have the building blocks to do so. This is what can happen if you have a great workout, uh, even if your protein intake is appropriate and proper, you have a high protein intake, but you don't have enough calories. Your body doesn't have the building blocks to build that extra muscle. So calories are very important. By the way, women, if your jo- if your goal is to shape your body, build a butt, build some curves, speed up your metabolism, you also need to look at your caloric intake. In fact, the difference between my diet when I'm getting leaner and building muscle or trying to add size to my body, the difference is not the protein. My protein intake is always pretty consistent. I typically aim for about 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight. What's different are my calories. I'll have more carbs and more fats if I'm trying to gain. And if I'm trying to lose, I'll have less carbs and less fat. So the difference is calories. All right, next question is from S. Costanzo430. How do you combine MAPS HIT with other programs like MAPS Anabolic? Great question. Do you Mm -hmm. want to? Yeah, no. So MAPS HIT um, is a high-intensity interval training program that we created a while ago. It's one of our more popular programs. Understandably, it's a very effective in the short-term fat-burning program. So people who want to burn body fat in five or six weeks, maximize that. Uh, this kind of a program is very, very effective uh, at doing that. There are some drawbacks to hit, though. The drawbacks are you keep training that way. By the way, it's the same drawback you get with any program. If you stick to it for too long, mm-hmm. starts to stop working. It doesn't do what it was designed to do anymore. Um, one of the other things about HIT training is it's intense. It's intense on the body. It's actually in the name. A, the H stands, and the first H and I stand for high intensity. Um, if you combine it with other programs you'll probably overwhelm your body's ability to recover and repair, in which case you'll get no results. Oh, yeah, and that's the main reason why we have the warning we do. Because we've ramped up the intensity so much, we've had to increase now our attention towards the recovery side of it. And so if we're going to now stack a different program alongside HIT, now what does your recovery look like? So it's 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 one of those things you got to be conscious of. Like that, you know, immediately to me, like trying to structure that into another program could be problematic, uh, mainly 
because it's going to muddy up all the, all the waters of like, you know, even the, the recovery process, which is essential for you to progress. The only way that I normally recommend to somebody that they combine it with another program is in replace of like a foundational day because of time constraint, right? Or mm-hmm. just because you wanted to change something up. So if I- if Not an addition. Yeah, not in an addition. Like if you're following MAPS Anabolic and you're not missing any days and you're only doing that and you're trying to also add in hit, I would tell you to back off. That's too much. You don't need to be doing that. But if you're somebody who's like, I own both programs, I really like some of the workouts and hit. Is there a way for me to integrate it with my MAPS Anabolic or MAPS Aesthetic or one of my other programs? Mm-hmm. Then I would replace it would replace a foundational day. So uh, and I this is how I use things like MAPS Hit is I base it off of the a day that's I have time constraint. Like Maps Hit is designed for you to be able to get a workout in under 30 minutes. So instead of me like saying like, oh, I really want to just do a Maps Hit workout today just because it's like, oh, this is a day where I, I don't have a lot of time. We mm-hmm. got to get out of here in less than an hour's worth of time. Oh, okay, here's a great time. Instead of me following my, mm-hmm. you know, phase two workout of MAPS Anabolic, I'm going to throw a MAPS HIT workout in there. And I that's actually, how I use it. Yeah, I actually used to love it for when I would go on a week's vacation or somewhere, or, or like I would go somewhere where there was limited equipment and I had just enough to be able to do one of these types of workouts. And like through that week, if not two weeks, like, you know, just a short window of doing HIT was very beneficial for me then coming back. Yeah, the feedback and you know, of course, this month uh, Maps Hit is is 50% off, so we're getting a lot of questions surrounding the program. It's easily one of our I mean, this one flies. When we put this one on sale, people get it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, again, it makes sense. People want fast resorts and uh, results in a short period of time. One of the drawbacks to that though, of course, is it doesn't last. So you don't want to stretch it out for too long and you don't want to do this. You don't want to take a good thing and think if I just add more to it, then I'm going to get better things. Right. Doesn't work like that with exercise. The right dose is the best dose. The right dose gives you uh, the best results. So when we created the program, Maps Hit, we created it as a standalone program. So if you use this program in its entirety, don't add things to it. If you use our other programs, which are also designed to be standalone, and then you add to them, probably not a good idea. Adam gave great advice. Rather than taking a full program and adding another full program to it, cut some of the stuff out and then replace of so you can kind of mix it up uh, a little bit. But again, it's, uh, you know, what are the benefits of, of proper HIT training? Short, so the workouts are, are shorter, faster fat loss. That's the big one with this particular program. You get very, very fast fat loss. And then for those of you athletically minded people, it's conditioning. This is going to feel much more like a conditioning workout than your traditional uh, resistance training. Next question is from Jalen S4. I am doing three full body workouts per week and looking to develop larger lats. What three exercises would you recommend to best hit them in each workout? Oh yeah. Um, you know, a, a while ago, um, I I've always had a relatively strong uh, back. Mm. I could row a lot. Um, I could deadlift a lot. I never skimped on back workouts, even from the early days of working out, loved it, always did. But I, I always focused more, and I know why this, this happened. I was influenced by the, the reigning Mr. Olympia at the time, which was Dorian Yates. I focused much more on rows uh, for my back exercises than I did for you know with pull-ups or pull-downs. Mm-hmm. So I did lots of rows. Dorian Yates, for those who don't know, was uh, just the first mass monster in bodybuilding. And one of his exercises that would always get you know put in the magazines was his supinated grip barbell row, and then he liked to do a hammer strength uh, iso row, right? And so he did lots of rows. So that's what I did. And I remember as a 20-something-year-old, I'd gotten real lean, went to Gold's, 
and there was this uh, female competitor that was there that every once in a while I'd talk to. And kind of like your story, Adam, I asked her to, to break my physique down. And she said, and I always thought my back was a strength. I'm like, oh, yeah, my back is total strength in my body. And she goes, you've got good depth to your back. She's got, you've got really weak lats. You need better lats, which like hit me right in my heart, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get good at pull-ups. My lats responded so well to doing frequent, frequent pull-ups. I can't think of a better exercise that develops the lats, the wings oh, yeah. of the back like pull-ups. Yeah, the There's nothing wide, like them. Wide grip, especially and all uh, grips and weighted, right? Oh, yeah. and, and not being afraid of Just doing singles, doubles, and triples on that. Truly, like a strength exercise. That was a big difference for me because I did pull-ups for a long time, but I was all it was always you know how many can I get to? Yeah. Like I was always trying to progress. 10 pull-ups, then 15, then 20, and then I think I got up towards my peak when I was doing like 30 pull-ups like before a workout. That was a big deal to me. When when I saw the biggest change in my lats from pull-ups was when I stopped trying to chase how many reps I could do, and I started seeing how much weight I could pull, and I started doing singles, doubles, and triples of, of pull-ups. That is what really helped my lats. Excellent. The other thing that blew my lats up was snatch grip deadlifts. Oh, yeah. yeah that's I, I was going to bring that up. That's why we're talking about the wide grip with pull-ups and then wide grip with the, the deadlifts were huge. I love that. First of all, and, I, and this is this goes back, I don't know, maybe six months or so ago when we were kind of having this debate back and forth uh, that, you know, there's this idea that uh, uh, deadlifts are not a back exercise. You know, there's I know there was some fitness people that were posting stuff. Uh, around that, it's not a back exercise. It's a it's a leg exercise, oh, hamstring and glute more than anything else. Stupid. And it's it's totally stupid because the amount that you can load on a deadlift, there's just show me what other exercise that you can load load that much weight. And even if the back is in a isometric position, the amount of stimulus that you get from that much load on the back just blows the back up because your mm-hmm. back is not used to doing that. If you've yeah. never if you've never deadlifted two, three, four hundred pounds before and you put that on the bar and you deadlift, your back is going to blow up. Just mm-hmm. like mine did. And it was something that I neglected for many years. And I did all the pull-ups, the lat pull downs, the rows, everything you're saying. The biggest change I saw in my back was purely getting into deadlifting more. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into variations of the deadlift like the snatch grip was when it took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, another good exercise for the lats um, that I would sometimes use at the beginning of my workout just to get me connected to my lats so I could start to feel them in all my back exercises uh, was a dumbbell pullover. Uh, Dumbbell pullover Mm -hmm. is a lat uh, isolation exercise, so it's not a great mass builder. But if you do it at the beginning of your workout, get a nice pump and feel and connection to your lats, get a good stretch. Then when you go do your other back exercises, it's easier to connect. Now you can start to feel the lats and what they're doing and you may find that you'll develop or, or connect your lats more on all your back exercises. Yeah, I liked one, too, that uh, not a lot of people think to do, which is uh, as you're doing a single arm lat pull down to add rotation to that. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's just something that uh, me doing uh, you know, a shoulder press, it, it emulates that, but in reverse. But now we're getting a totally different stimulus to your lats. Next question is from Illugal. Do posture correction devices work, and if so, will it naturally carry over to better form when lifting? Terrible idea. Yeah. Well, there's two types. There's two because I, you know, uh, they're the ones that you're probably thinking of, Adam, are the ones that like you wear the straps and they hold your shoulder back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, though that's one type of cr- posture correction ex- uh, uh, device. What, These what are ones are that about? 
Well, I'll tell you. So there's there's ones that hold you in posture. So I've seen all kinds of variations of them, but typically what they do is you put them around your shoulder. It looks like a backwards mm. bra. Yeah. You tighten up the back and it's then bro. It, it holds your shoulders back. So while you have this on, well, it looks like you have good posture. So it's correcting your posture. The reason why those are terrible is because they take over uh, from the muscles that are supposed to be doing that, and you actually cause the muscles you weaken them that it's, are weak, weaker. You yeah. make them weaker. It's in yeah. extrinsic. It's not intrinsic. Yes, yeah. and you actually will get worse posture from that. I mean, you'll feel good while you have it on. Once you take it off, those muscles that are supposed to do that, they've been so turned off, they'll get so weak that your posture will get worse and worse and worse over time. Now, there's other posture correction devices that require activation. Now, these are ones where it's like a little device you wear, you, you, you actually stick between your shoulder blades. Oh. Some of them are even embedded yeah. in shirts. And what they do is they give beep. You feedback. Give you a little buzz. Yeah, they beep when your posture goes out. And so it's always reminding you to stand with better posture. Mm-hmm. Now, those are better because they require you to activate the muscles. Here's why I think that those are also not the greatest. If you don't know how to properly activate those muscles... All you're going to be doing is strengthening bad recruitment patterns. We know this as trainers. When I would get a client, this is actually, in fact, I used to do this. This was a technique I used to sell my value as a personal trainer. I would take a client, do my assessment. I would point out their issues with posture, point out what that causes. And I'd say, you probably have neck tension. You probably notice this. And they'll say, yes, yes, yes. Then I'll say, you know, here's a great exercise to correct that. And I would go to a cable row. And I demonstrate the cable row, show them, show them how to pull their shoulders back, squeeze the mid-back, drop the shoulders, activate the muscles that give them good posture. Then I'd have them sit down and I'd hold their shoulders and put them in position as they rode and really actively get them to activate the muscles. I'd have them do a few reps. Then I'd let go and I'd say, now do five more on your own. And I'd film them with my phone. And then here's what would happen. The first rep would look good on their own. Second one looked bad. Third one looked worse. Fourth one looked terrible. They started to revert back to the muscles that were doing the work in the first place. They mm-hmm. couldn't they couldn't activate them properly. They weren't strong enough yet. And then I would show them and say, look, here, you, here, here your form without me shows that, can you see the difference, how your shoulders were going forward? If you did this exercise without a good trainer, especially in the beginning stages of training, all you're going to do is make your posture worse because you don't know how to activate. It would blow their mind. They would hire me because they'd see my value. You wear a device that reminds you to pull your shoulders back yeah. and you have weak connection to those muscles. You're just going to shrug your shoulders or you're going to do something else that's weird to, to, you, you to get the device to somewhat shut up. reliant. I honestly, I, it's interesting because uh, teaching your kids how to ride a bike now is so different than it was for us growing up. Like we had, we had training wheels. We had training wheels on the back, and you would, you know, feel a little bit imbalanced, but then you get corrected, and it, it corrected it for you versus a Strider bike, where you know there's no pedals. You know, you're learning basically how to balance first, which is everything. It's which so much better. It's so much better because you're actively part of the process of balancing, and then otherwise you can't, you know, sustain what you're doing. And so it, I look at it the same way. It's just a better method is to really understand, uh, you know, the, the entire process, what it takes to stabilize your and be a part of the process versus you know having something sort of beeping at you to get you to, to, to check it. Right. Now, because remember this, your posture is not bad because you're forgetting to stand uh, with better posture. That's not why your posture is bad. First off, posture is, it's, it's, a, it's just, it's a subconscious thing, like breathing. Like you're not breathing bad because you're forgetting to breathe properly. Imagine having to remember to stand with good posture all day long. That's kind of stressful. 
nobody lives that way. You know, we stand the way we do, and then we do lots of other things. So these devices aim to make you aware of your posture constantly throughout the whole day. But the problem is they're not adding enough resistance and they're not teaching you how to activate the right muscles and get them stronger. Because if you do it right, let's say you followed a program like, like MAPS Prime Pro or you work with a trainer and they're actually actively teaching you how to strengthen those muscles, what ends up happening, if you do it right, is that proper posture happens on its own. You're not sitting there thinking of good posture. You just stand um, and you, you know, your posture is a lot better. Um, now, I wanted to end the podcast just with a quote from Thomas Aquinas. He talks about what love is, and he says to love is to will the good of another. And I just wanted to say that because it's not necessarily a feeling, it's an intention. Loving someone is to will them good, and I think that's a message that some of us uh, or a lot of us need to hear today. Um, also, uh, our podcast is video recorded. It's not just audio. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can go to the Mind Pump podcast um, uh, uh, site on YouTube or the page on YouTube. Watch all of our podcasts. We break up the podcast in terms of questions. So if you just want to see how we answer a specific question, you can click on a video and watch that and just see what our answer is. Also, um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.